Welcome to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast, where our team is helping people build their financial freedom. And one of the things we talk a lot about is saving and investing 25% of one's income. And I'm your host, Joel Farrell. And each week we dig into the ways that people are generating more income to be able to save more money and the ways that they are investing that hard-earned dollar. And lastly, the how, how people are making these changes. Because again, we're talking about changes. We're talking about changing behaviors. Let's get into today's content so we can help you on your financial journey towards living a life with the power of choice. There are millions of people that should be pissed off right now. Pissed. And they don't even know it yet. And let me explain. The Federal Reserve printed trillions of dollars. Prices of everything has gone up. You have money that you earn that's being able to purchase less things. And certain things like stocks and bonds and real estate and crypto. I mean, people are putting money in their 401k, which is great. But on this channel, you know, we talk about this as not the 401k alone is not enough to be able to have financial freedom to get to a life that you've can retire comfortably or even retire early because that's the mantra of the younger generation is that I don't, I don't want to be working for somebody else and someone else's dreams. I want to be building my dreams and I want to be able to retire early. That's the mindset. So if you don't own something right now, you should be pissed off because prices of assets continue to go up and our dollar is being devalued. So today, well, actually last night, the 10-year treasury started going haywire in overnight trading. And today, the 10-year treasury gapped up from the 4.3 range up to the 4.45, 4.5 range. And the reason that's significant, and you can check us out on Instagram, striver25 underscore. I've been kind of mentioning this uh, periodically, that this 4.3% level has been a resistance level that we have not seen 10-year treasury above that since 2007. And if it crosses that level, because there isn't a lot of trading activity above that until you get to basically 6% is the next resistance level that you could see the rates go pretty quickly and go chaotically up to certain levels because you're going to have institutions that are long bonds that you'll buy a bond and you'll buy a bond. And if the rates go down after that, then your bond is more valuable. Prices go up. If you buy a bond and then rates go up, your bond that you purchase, the value goes down. And a lot of these institutions are purchasing on margin, and then you have to sell securities to be able to meet margin requirements. And so you have this craziness of margin calls and a liquidity crisis in the markets. And so prices can go chaotically and, and scattered all the way around, jumping around. And so the reason also that is significant is that rates are already in the sevens. And if rates are continuing to go higher, it's going to push more people out of the ability to buy houses. And what that's going to do and what it's already done is it's pushing affordability for the regular Joe and Jolina, regular Joe and Jolina, pushing them out of affordability to own an asset. And so the people who are owning assets are basically a, a couple subsets. And this kind of also fall, uh, fits into who are the people that are actively uh, searching for houses right now. So you've got somebody out there who has already built their wealth. They've already been in the game. They've already had assets and homes and things like that. And they've gone, values have gone up and you can 
you know, sell and have a ton of equity that you can then use to buy the next property. And, you know, there's a lot of cash buyers out there. I think 30 something percent of the purchases are cash buyers. So you've got people out there hunting for deals. So people that are already well off, people that are already in the game, people that are experienced are out there hunting for deals. When I talk to people that I know that are in the fix and flip game, they're doing well. They're finding deals. There's less deals out there to find, but they're finding deals and they're able to make money because those people, you know, they're also people who have crews. And then when you've got your own crew and your own labor that are experienced, that's when you can, you know, build value and economies of scale too, because you're not having to go out and get third-party contractors because contractors are hard to find and hard to get good ones that are reliable. So you got your own crew that is another valuable asset to, to have. So then the other subset of people are ones that, hey, you know what? I am a first-time home buyer, but I, I see what's going on. And maybe it's my rent is higher than a home mortgage payment would be, or hey, you know, I live in a, you know, an apartment complex and I'm okay kind of going a little bit further out in this from the city, a little bit better prices or a small home, a starter home, and maybe your payment isn't too much higher than when you're already paying in rent. And you see, hey, I I believe that owning an asset, owning a home is something that's right for me. Again, it's not right for everybody, but for some people it is. And so those there's kind of two subsets of people right now that I'm seeing and my own personal mortgage pipeline. The people that are making moves right now are people that either have to, such as a divorce or legal proceedings or something happened, death in the family, something like that. Right? That's kind of this unique third category, I guess you'd say. You have your experienced investors, experienced people that are out there doing things, and then you've got your first-time home buyers. So back to the pissed off thing. Wages are not going up as high as inflation. They never do. And there are charts out there. If you look at inflation-adjusted housing prices, you back out inflation. The chart—I I know I should have pulled it up, but it, it's pretty flat. And then you, what you're going to see is that in 2006 and seven, it skyrockets and then comes back down as we have the 0809 crash with the banking crisis. And then we see a similar thing happen post that, and then the last four or five years, you see it kind of skyrocket, and it's starting to come down a little bit. In my opinion, the reason why I think this is different than 0809 is yet you've got different fundamentals of, of, of what's happening in terms of supply and demand. And I do have this chart. And so this chart, you can see here, United States total housing inventory. And so this goes back 20 something years, back to basically 2000. And you can see the spike comes up in 2006 time, and then 0809, the housing inventory spikes. And so those are at home, you know, the numbers on the graph, you know, hit 4,000 in that 0809 timeframe. And then obviously been coming down. And right now we're hovering in between 1,000 and 1,200, 1,300 in terms of total inventory. So different fundamentals going on in the housing market. And there's a lot of reasons why, and I'll explain that. But the, the headlines that I see a lot are housing crash, housing crisis, housing crash, interchangeable, and so fear going on in the markets, people that I talk to, hey, you know, I'm going to wait till rates go down before I do anything. Cool. No, no big deal. So what does all this mean? Why, why should somebody be pissed off? This is how I look at it. And again, this is coming from somebody who's been in the game, didn't have a mentor, started getting into real estate in 2009, 
scaled in 2013, got more uh, a few years later in 2017. And in that 2018, 2019 timeframe was really when I started to see, holy sugar plum fairy. I've been in the eye of the storm for five years, not really knowing what was going on, but advisory been going up. I won rental property. Principal was getting paid down. I got a really good deal on a couple of four families in 2017. And has started going up a couple of years later. And this could this stuff could work. It could help me, you know, build wealth and get to where I want to go faster. So from a price standpoint, people are holding on to their houses. People have rates in the threes and the twos, which we've never seen before. If you look at a mortgage chart, you know, rates had historically the lowest had been was three and a quarter. And we saw that in 2013, we saw it in 2016. And then COVID happened and then we got into the twos. Never happened before in history. So you got, you know, a certain number of percentage of people that have no mortgage at all. I think 20 to 30% of, home, of homes out there are free and clear of a mortgage. And then you got a major subset of people, that, you know, that are going to be in the twos and threes under 4%. And so, the, you know, I think that I saw a stat like 80% of the mortgage of the homes out there have either no mortgage or a rate in the threes and the twos. So, People are not selling the property. If, if you have a home that you've got a good payment on and you need to buy the next one, I mean, prices are probably going to be higher. Your mortgage payment is going to be double or triple. People are not selling. So this inventory glut is not going away. And then not only that, you've got you know, construction, which multifamily is multifamily and apartment complexes. That construction has been increasing, but residential home construction has been slowing down and we are you know, millions and millions of homes short of what we need to be able to satisfy housing demand. That's a whole other conversation in terms of, in, in terms of the cost of construction going up, some of the regulation and all the red tape stuff, costs that have been going up, et cetera. So again, why should somebody be pissed off? Because prices are continuing to go up. Mortgage rates are going up. It's pushing the affordability out of the regular person to be able to purchase assets. And again, this is probably getting more focused on real estate, but it goes across the board, buying stocks, putting money into your IRA, into your IRA buying crypto, whatever it may be, having money to build a struggling to pay their bills, let alone save and invest. And on this channel, we talked about this a lot. 56% of Americans don't have at least $1,000 saved. And that's in the stat from earlier in the year. And that's probably going to be worse at this point. So you should be pissed off because the infrastructure of what's going on is pushing out the regular person from being able to own things. So if you are already in the have subset, you're going to be okay because you can navigate the waters to be able to get the next thing. If you don't have something, you're getting pushed out. So what does that person do? What does that person do who has no savings, has no assets? You have basically two options. Be okay with the status quo of barely getting by. Maybe you save, maybe you don't. Maybe you put some money into a savings account and get a couple percent here and there and then live paycheck to paycheck. The other option is deciding that's not enough. And then when you decide it's not enough and you now say, hey, I'm going to go in this direction. And it may be different for every single person what that actually means fundamentally and specifically. For some people, maybe, hey, you know, I want to save money so I can put into my kid's child fund. It could be, I want to buy, I'll build a business. I want to get into real estate. I want to be able to 
put money in the stock market so I can retire by 45 or 55 or whatever, all these different things. Like when you decide that this is what I'm going to do, this is where the magic happens. When you decide this is what's going to happen and this is where I'm going to go, then you open up your brain to all the possibilities. So whatever hurdle is that's in front of you, your brain is open to the possibility to figure out a solution to get through it, above it, around it, or figure out a different way. Think about that. When you decide whether you want to use the word priority or importance or whatever word you want to you want to decide. So so when you decide this is what I'm going to do, that means that hey, like that means I might have to work a couple extra hours at, at the job. Maybe it's overtime, maybe it's a second job, whatever it is, to be able to try to put more money away, to be working towards a goal. Or maybe, hey, I get home from my job, I'm going to go work on this other side hustle, side business, side whatever, and start building and, and creating something on the side, something building something for yourself on the side. All this extra energy that you have to expend, physical and mental, like if you think about it, like I know personally, you know, I know, hey, I go back, you know, how many years I know that I need to be doing X, Y, Z. I know that I need to be working on this project to help me get to where I want to go. And I focus on, oh my God, I'm tired or I'm struggling or I just don't have the energy. I'll do it tomorrow. And the excuses, you know, whatever reasons it, it is to push it to the next day, you know, they take over. And so, you know, on this channel, we talk about, you know, harnessing the power of the subconscious. And, you know, I talk about the book, Power of Consistency. And then he talked, Walden Lawn talks about, you know, programming your prosperity plan into your subconscious, your vision, your goal, and then a couple action items to get there. And just like driving your car home from work, you know, when you've done that drive a million times, a few times, 10 times, 20 times, you can make that drive on autopilot while maybe your conscious brain is thinking about other things on the phone, go through the drive through whatever. The same thing applies. You look at your and review and program your prosperity plan into your mind every single day, which is what I've done. Then that vision, that, that goal becomes part of your subconscious and then it's already ingrained. So when maybe a couple of days go by where I'm not on task or I'm not on point on the plane of where I want to go, alarm bells will ring and okay, got to get back to my processes and continue to go working on these things and these things take over. And so the vision takes precedent over the hurdles, the, the, the work, the energy that you may not think you have. And then, you know, on this channel, we talk about the two minute rule, like this literal channel only exists because of James Clear, Atomic Habits, two minute rule. So sitting at night, trying to get the kids going down and knowing I need to be working on extra stuff, you know, and good days I, you know, after laying down the ground to help them go to sleep and then 830 rolls around and I have to get out, go back to my computer, ramp back up and try to have energy to work on stuff that kind of yo of doing it, not doing it, you know, in the, the stress and anxiety of, you know, not doing it on certain days, that pressure, I needed to be able to take care of that and figure out a way to be able to, you know, keep things more consistent. So the two minute rule, Hey, you know what? My, on my worst day, if I can just do two minutes, log in, put a timer on, do one or two things, turn it off. If that's the worst day, then you just you basically built this habit. You built this consistency. So again, something we've talked about on this channel many times. So all this I'm saying is that if you don't own something, 
and, and you want to own something, you want to retire early, you want to take back more freedom of your time, build your own dream and not someone else's dream, there's a way to do it. It's not going to be easy, but it's deciding this is what you want to do, figuring out how to be consistent at taking one little bit of step towards that dream every single day. Not Don't break the chain. Ask for help, guidance, people around you that are doing things, increase income. Cutting and budgeting is not going to be enough. Increasing income is, is the pathway in this environment. Increasing income, increasing skills, save more to be able to save more money and then be able to then invest. If you're focused on the vision, the goal, skills, bypass the, the pain and struggle of the extra energy it's going to expend and do that over and over. You know, we talk about this all the time too. Tim Grover in the book Winning, Michael Jordan's trainer. When you're grounded sooner left, you're going to be left with dust. So we have to be ref reframing what's going on in our lives. Same energy, same work, same this and that. But when you reframe the situation in your mind of, hey, I'm building something, I'm creating something, as opposed to, oh, yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, putting the work in. And I'm when you reframe it over and over to, I'm building something, I'm creating something, those little things can make the difference between how your body physiologically reacts post work. So I'm not saying somebody should go out there and go buy whatever. But if you're not working towards your plan, if you're not working towards increasing a skill or income, because your purchase power is already being left behind with inflation right now. So what are you doing to catch up? What are you doing to be able to keep up with inflation? Because income and salaries are not keeping up. And that's what this channel is all about. So if you have any questions, want to reach out, please reach out on Instagram, strive25 underscore. And if you're out there listening, thank you for your support. And we wish you the best every single day, the ups and the downs, as you're working towards your vision, your goal, your best life. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast. If you're ready to jumpstart your financial journey and take it to the next level, you may want to join our 30-day habit challenge, which you can find on our website, strivefor25.com, strive, F-O-R, the number 25.com. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram by searching strive for the number 25. And if you have any questions, and want to reach out to us, you can also connect with us on our website. Thank you so much.